From your experience of dealing with narcissists and surviving narcissistic abuse, you already know narcissists act on a whim. They perceive criticism in pretty much everything, even in your breathing patterns. You are breathing incorrectly and your breathing pattern is demeaning, belittling them. Therefore, they punish you for the crime that you never committed. And this is what makes it so destructive, so traumatizing to deal with such a person. Why? because they're constantly stuck in this perpetual state of victimhood and they convince you to believe you are a perpetrator, you are always attacking them, you are always comparing them, you're always putting them down, nothing is enough for you and you want to destroy them. That is how they make you see yourself. Basically, they make you believe you're a narcissist and they are your victim. And this is what is not talked about most of the times. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In this episode, we will learn about five insignificant things that set up a narcissist. Before we begin, it's very important to talk about the importance of discussing this aspect of surviving narcissistic abuse. Quite often in my one-on-one -on -one sessions with the people that I help, one predominant issue that comes to the surface is the crazy-making part of everything. The person that I'm helping quite often feels they have lost it, they have gone crazy, they were the cause of everything bad that happened in the relationship. They're the narcissist, they're the perpetrator, they're the abuser. They brought the worst out of the narcissist and they made it complex. They got the relationship to the point where it is now. And this crazy making is done by the narcissist because the narcissist lives through this perpetual state of victimhood throughout the relationship and sets this whole environment, frames it for the victim so that the victim takes blame for every single issue and the narcissist escapes the responsibility, escapes the radar, escapes accountability and makes the other person think they are causing the problems. This is what is the most dangerous and the most devastating aspect of a situationship like this because it leaves you feeling crazy, it leaves you feeling eccentric and you feel like you have lost it truly. You stop trusting your judgment, you stop trusting yourself and you stop trusting your perspective and perception of the world in general. Let's get started with number one, your tonality. We will talk about words in a moment but first we'll talk about tonality. The way you speak things, the tonality that is quite natural to you may be triggering to a narcissist because they want you to be subservient, they want you to be compliant, they want you to be obedient, they want you to be a doormat that lets them walk all over itself. The moment they see a deviation from the idealized snapshot they have of yours in their head, they lose it, they go crazy, and they start degrading you, punishing you, belittling you. One such thing that could trigger them or set them off is your tonality, the way you speak. You may be normally speaking, you may be having a normal pitch, a little bit of higher pitch, maybe a lower pitch, and it will set them off. They would start raging, they would start berating you, they would start giving you silent treatment, and you wouldn't know what the hell happened. Because the narcissist is punishing you for a crime that you never committed and your tonality is perceived as a form of disobedience. The narcissist in their head thinks, how dare you speak to me that way? How could you speak to me that way? 
that was so beneath and below me and their insecurities come to the surface they feel disrespected when there is no disrespect present in any way not even in your intentions and that is how they become a victim of their own doings punish you and keep punishing you until you break and feel shattered number two your words you have to walk on eggshells around the narcissist because you do not know what word would set them off what would trigger them into reacting one small slight difference in the usage of words and here you have a raging wolf who is about to maul you who is about to tear you shred you into pieces for no reason whatsoever so you have to watch your words and you have to be constantly hyper vigilant constantly hyper attuned filtering every single word that comes out of your mouth because you do not know what will attack or what will they perceive as an attack to their fragile ego their ego that is made up of fragile gloss that is breaks down with a slight touch so you constantly watch your words and a time comes in the relationship when you completely stop speaking because everything that comes out of your mouth is perceived as a form of criticism is perceived as a form of belittling and they degrade you they put you down for every single idea that you have talking about ideas we'll discuss more about having different opinions in point number 3 but right now focusing on the words so your words are their kryptonite in a way you cannot say things in a way that would sound commanding or demanding you can't ask for help you can't tell them things that they need to do because if you do so they would be triggered and say you can't tell me what to do you can't command me you can't order me around you can't use me i'm not your puppet i'm not your servant when you never meant to use them when you never saw them as a servant when you were just simply asking for help or when you wanted them to do something for the house for you when you were making a simple request all of this is translated filtered into a form of criticism a form of attack a form of comparison and that is what they punish you for that is what they attack you for and on the basis of that they abuse you they treat you like a piece of trash number 3 the most important one your difference of opinion a narcissist sees you as an extension i have said it so many times by now a narcissist can and will not tolerate your differences of opinion and you may wonder why is that why can't you have a thought process of your own because if you have a thought process of your own that means their thought process which is different from yours is wrong and if you have a thought process of your own and when you express an opinion that is different than theirs but irrelevant to the things that are personal to both of you they would get enraged and they would try to raise you to the ground for example both of you look at a picture on instagram and you have a different opinion or an idea 
than theirs. Instead of embracing the diversity, instead of accepting that you are a different person and accepting your individuality, what do they do? They belittle you. They put you down. They abuse you. They shame you. They degrade you, humiliate you for thinking that way, for having an idea that is so obscure, that is so unacceptable, that is so eccentric, when in reality their ideas are eccentric and odd. So they think in black and white terms. If someone thinks the way they think, it's good. If not, then it is completely bad. It's completely black. There is no existence or possibility for the gray area. So your difference of opinion is a threat for them. One, that tells or says they are wrong or what they think is not right. So they have to make what you think wrong. And that is why and how you start thinking and feeling there is something wrong with your thinking. That is where the seed of doubt is sown and how you're slowly made to feel crazy. Number four, your brilliance and intelligence. If you are with a healthy partner, they love the fact that you bring so much to the relationship. You have so much to offer. They love to see things through your perspective. They enjoy your intelligence. They rely on you in a healthy way. You have different ways of seeing the same colors, the same things than theirs. And that brings excitement to the relationship. It's something to enjoy, not to feel threatened by. What does a narcissist do? They degrade your intelligence to the point of absolute and total loss of it. They can't stand the fact that you are intelligent. You can think more vividly and brightly than them, that your ideas are wide, that you're not so constricted, so narrowed in your thinking. They can't stand the fact that you are not so tunneled in your visions and your perceptions of the world. They can't stand the fact that you can hold two opposite ideas at the same time and be at peace with the coexistence of them. They can't stand the fact that you're mature. They can't stand the fact that you have the capability of bringing things to life. They can't stand the fact that you can handle the subtle complexities and intricacies of life so well. They can't stand the fact that you are able of achieving, capable of achieving so many things in almost anything that you pursue, for example, your career. They have to steal it, but because intelligence is something that can't be stolen. So what do they do? They destroy it. They destroy it through their abuse. They torture you. They endure your psyche until a time comes where you can't even think. Where holding things in your conscious memory becomes difficult. Where you can't rely on your long-term memory because you have been gaslit into thinking that your memory is not reliable or you're making. Where you struggle to read a couple of pages of a book when you were the one who has written books, who wrote books, who has published research papers, who has done brilliant work in your life in your own unique way. This is how they bring you down and this is why the loss is so incomprehensible. This is why it takes so much time for you to cover the losses because they are beyond imagination, beyond unacceptable. Number five and the last one, comparing. Now, you may not be comparing them with other people. You may not be comparing the things associated with them 
with anything else but they would feel you are creating a comparison or you're showing somehow they are lesser than the other person why because it's their own unresolved sense of insecurity that makes them think and feel so but because of their narcissism they have to make you think you are making them feel that way there is nothing wrong with them and you are intentionally putting them down an example of this could be loving the furniture in a different house that they have gotten which is different stylish and you like it and instead of embracing your taste and liking the things that you like or just holding simply holding space for it what would they do they would blame you for comparing the things in this house with the things they have got in your own house they would blame you for making them feel small or saying the things that they have got are less in some way when compared to these things or you could be simply admiring a person's intelligence their qualities the way they are present and instead of just seeing it as an opinion or opinion or your experience they would blame you for comparing them with this other person when there is no comparison possible or you are not thinking in that way and then would degrade you put you down abuse you berate you punish you in all ways imaginable for committing a crime that you never thought of this is how skewed how distorted how tunneled their understanding their vision their perception their view of the world is and that this is why the relationship with them is impossible in any any capacity and in a nutshell a narcissist has the mental capacity and maturity of a toddler but this toddler is stuck in an adult's body therefore they have the capabilities of an adult but they lack the mental capability they need to be an adult which makes them very dangerous to be with i hope you found this episode helpful and insightful if you did let me know in the comments drop a like share this episode and make sure to subscribe i'll talk with you in the next one until then let the healing begin